Hey everybody, before we get into Thrones of Game, we just wanted to tell you about our new podcast project, Pulp Fury Radio, available now wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, Pulp Fury Radio. It's our new scripted podcast project where we take the aesthetics of old radio and pair them with modern stories across a range of genres like sci-fi, horror, fantasy, mystery, and noir. Our second episode is a murder mystery aboard a speeding train called The Last Known Sighting of Irma Strauss. Go subscribe now to Pulp Fury Radio on your podcast app and check us out on the socials at Pulp Fury Radio. All right, now let's do Thrones of Game. Hello out there, you survivors of the plague. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that dares to watch the series backwards. If you've been living at home and under a rock and never heard the show before, well, let me introduce you there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show, but joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who had never watched a single episode until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you? Pretty sleep deprived, I'll be honest. Yeah, you've had like a wild couple of days. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 oh, living post-apocalypse is some wild stuff. Yeah, if I wasn't sleep deprived from all the editing of Pulp Fury at the moment, then I just had to go out on a lovely bender the other night. Mm. But you know what? Powering through it. Uh, Going to bring a, some fun energy today. I appreciate it, you little champ, you. <laughs> yes, we just watched season four, episode six, Law and Order Westeros. No, actually, The Laws of Gods <laughs> and Men. Uh, Elliot, what just happened? Uh, just... You got, you got some... You got some schmutz. No, 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 I'm just dusting off an old bit. <laughs> you got me. You got me. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know what you were doing there. Oh, Zing. man, what an episode to fucking watch when I'm <laughs> really is, craving uh, sleep right yeah, now. Yeah, this is definitely uh, one that was setting up a lot of stuff we saw in the last one. It's a bridge between, you know, more exciting parts, which is, you know, necessary in the storytelling world, but... Uh, and just as exciting as watching a bridge being built. Mm, delightful. Uh, for those of you playing at home, this is the one where Shay shows up to Tyrion's trial and basically betrays him hardcore, and that's about it. Um, some other stuff happens which we will talk about now like you know what was your mvp elliot i don't care what was your least boring part or most (laughs) boring part if you want to rag on it go for it uh man no this was all just fairly boring like even my favorite characters like davos and varus and stuff their scenes were rather dull yeah i mean i enjoyed their dialogue but if you're a little little sleepy this is gonna be a slog and a half yeah what's your mvp Um, give me something to bounce off all right, well, let's see. Where is my MVP? Um, I do like the guy who plays Reek just, just sniveling so well. Mm. You, you believe he's a broken dude. And later on, this is where, you know, Yara and the Ironborn, which is also a decent band name, they rock up to try and save him. Uh, but he's just, you know, so locked into being Reek that he can't get out. And then um, Ramsey Snow gives him a bath. And it's that he kind of, you know, disrobes and just how cut up and just destroyed his body is. And you're like, oh, dude, you, I feel so bad for you. And, he's such a broken dude. And he's one of the eunuchs, isn't he? He is now. Oh, so part of his lashings as well was... Uh, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. Well, yeah, because uh, fucking creepy-ass Ramsey seemed especially pleased to see him take off his britches. Yeah, uh, again, the dude who plays, Ramsey, plays Ramsey Snow is creepy as fuck and fantastic at it, and I love hate him. Ugh. Just, uh, even there's a bit where he's like squeezing out a washcloth, and even that is creepy and intimidating. It just went for so long as well, they just drew every uncomfortable second out of that scene. 
Yeah, but point being, Reek is very good at being sniveling and defeated. Well, I could give an MVP to Yara because, yeah, she was flying around and kicking ass and, yeah. you know, had to make the bold, tough decision at the end. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen her in a while. It was nice to catch up with Yara again. Yeah, this scene is it's good because it does it is the only real bit of action in this episode, uh, but it it's also kind of brief and pointless, like... How do they even get away? There's a yeah. point where Yara's, you know, um, Ramsey Snow's like, oh, well, how quickly can you run? Because I'm ever so creepy and I'm going to unlock the dog cages. <laughs> and so they're being chased by dogs and surely they have guards at the gate they ran out of. Uh, it's just, how did she even get away? But okay, fine. She lives to fight another day. Mm. It's just weird to have two main characters show up in combat and both of them walk away. <laughs> I do think it is odd that Ramsey didn't, like, take care of those loose ends yeah you'd think he'd be like well you're here now i'm not going to give you a fighting chance i'm just going to flay you alive <laughs> yes this person who you know i brainwashed your brother but yep. you know what y- you go run along now <laughs> so, oh i know what you're doing look you killed some of our guys you we killed some of your guys it's all even in the wash just get out of here you crazy kids mm. yeah a bit weird i'll but, just release one hound you know we'll just we'll give you a fighting chance <laughs> ooh, 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 you might make it it'll be exciting mm. yeah cut to her on a boat uh, no, okay, it wasn't that exciting. Yeah, uh, my other potential MVP, I do actually quite like uh, Oberon and Varys talking together. I would watch that show. That's a great odd couple because, you know, <laughs> Oberon's all like, well, I go around the world and I fuck whoever I like. Uh, what about you, Varys? I think you like boys. He's like, no. Oh, you like girls? No, I didn't like anything. He's like, oh, come on. He's like, he has a good line of the absence of desire leaves one free to pursue other things and gives the Iron Throne like a nice look. I'm like... Ooh, yeah, I like that ending way better. Varys, <laughs> Varys winning the whole game? Yes, that guy is awesome. Yeah, it's funny because the Iron Throne, obviously, being the game of, seemed mm-hmm. to be a lot more important in the earlier episodes. And, like, because, like, I mean, not that I've seen them, but yeah. in terms of how iconic it is. So mm. it must have been a lot more prevalent because it's just not fucking there in all the other episodes that I've seen. Yeah, we especially the first four seasons, it's a big focus. And there's even, you know, products you can buy and phone rests you can put your phone on and little, mm. little Funko Pops of just the throne. I don't know uh, if I've mentioned it on this podcast, but yeah, I go skiing quite a lot. And um, one of the funny things about, you know, skiing and chairlifts is mm-hmm. when you drop something on a chairlift, you're probably not getting it back. Yep. And, you know, people running the ski lifts, they make collections of mm-hmm. things. And this one year, the fucking geniuses had set up basically a snow iron throne with ski <laughs> poles hanging out of it. Nice. All the, all the dropped ski poles over the years. Mm. But it also ended up being a good station. Oh, did you lose your ski pole? Go check the iron throne. And <laughs> sure enough, we'll probably be there. Ski pole throne. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was my other potential... My, my other, other MVP was going to be Tyrion's confession. But given that Peter Dinklage wins MVP a bunch, I'm going to kind of just consider him a, a like a non-contender for this. Yeah, all the framed pictures on our uh, wall of the MVPs. It's, yeah. it's mostly him. Uh, it's, it's you know, Give someone else a fighting chance. So, Literally, yeah, uh, he's dwarfing everybody else. Ooh, zing. Well, he is, he's that, on trial that, that for being mean. a dwarf. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, a little bit of an MVP for Varys for asexual representation, I guess, as well. Uh, just their whole ba- their dynamic of back and forth is, you know, both of them worldly men, but in very different ways. I mm. like that contrast. And, you know, it's interesting. And they're also being very intelligent. There's a bit where, you know, uh, Oberon's all like, oh, you know, where's your accent from? He picks it exactly. And, you know, Varys is like almost insulted. He's like, no, I've lost my accent entirely. He's like, oh, that, that gives you away. It's like, yeah. It was, a, it was a charming back and forth. I was like, I could watch more of these guys just hanging out, doing stuff. No, I'm getting forward to seeing more of this dude. You know, uh, I thought he was great in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And 
I'll figure out a way to fuse his name with that one. And Okay, so new theory. After Game of Thrones, where he gets his head pulverized, they put his head back together, but that's oh. why he wears a mask in Mandalorian <laughs> to disguise his horribly destroyed face. It's so funny, like, spoilers for the Mandalorian, but when they do pull his mask off, it's like, oh my god, it's an incredibly attractive yet very sweaty person. <laughs> yeah, that's what masks do, they make you very sweaty. <laughs> it's like, shocking. Oh my god, no. My face is basically a prune right now, I'm so yeah. sweaty. Uh, it's like in Ready Player One, where that girl has like one little, you know, birthmark stain on her face, like, oh, I'm <laughs> so hideous, like, oh no, you're, uh, you're otherwise conventionally attractive and into suit video games and very cool, ah, uh, whatever will we do? Yeah. Yeah, weird times. Anyway, moving on to nudity! There was a little bit. There was a bit of nudity. So, uh, it's also a scene I quite like, so this is where Sir Davos kind of wanders in to talk to this pirate guy, and he's telling a story about a joke, and it's, uh, you know, bring me my brown pants. It's a, it's a good joke. I like it. Hmm. And yeah, oh yes, and I should mention the nudity, he's in a bathhouse, and there are, there are just boobs and butts all about. Yeah. Wait, where does this lead? Because I don't see him again. I cannot remember. <laughs> yeah, it feels like... I think it's just implied that's how they get to to the wall, by sailing, I right. guess. That must be it, but yeah, you're right. I can't remember seeing that guy again, or even them on ships in any meaningful way. Yeah, because he was a new character, <laughs> I wrote down my preemptive, hey, dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> but does he? I don't remember. I mean, it's entirely possible by the time he dies, we forgot who he was, but... Mm. um. The next time we see, um, you know, Stannis Baratheon, is it, he's pretty sure he's, like, way up north and heading into Castle Black. Yeah. So, I guess the implication is they sailed back with these guys, and that was just all off screen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we got a nice story out of it, you know, that was okay, I guess. Just, they had to make room for more fucking courtroom drama. Yeah. Dun dun. Which this episode had two of. <laughs> Well, it starts with, you know, Sir Davos and Stannis Baratheon just waiting uh, for enough time for me to go, this is a really nice set. How much of this did they have to build and how much of it was just there? <laughs> these chairs are amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's that thing of, you know, I know this scene is meant to be kind of boring. It's meant to be talking about Stannis, you know, impatience with all this. But at the same time, it's like, if the characters are bored, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is not entertaining for me to watch. And then, you know, it has a little discussion with Mycroft Holmes from another series with about the Iron Bank and money and stuff and gold, blood and gold and yada yada yada. Yeah, like, I know every episode doesn't need to be an event and you've got to build up to the events and yep. stuff, but, uh, I mean, I guess the courtroom scene would have held a bit more weight, but, I mean, in comparison, all the other ones, like, yeah, it's just... This was a bit of a tedious one. Yeah, I will say, I feel like Tyrion's courtroom scene had a bit more in the forward watch, obviously, because you don't really know who Shay is other than a woman who gets strangled in bed. Yeah. Um, like, I'm ragging on this episode, but I did quite like all the Tyrion courtroom stuff. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're, we're vaguely chronological sometimes for a Renegade podcast, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, so we'll just kind of keep, just so we can get to the, through the other notes before we get to the actually eventful stuff. Oh, well, how about the other courtroom drama, the new show that I'm calling Judge Brady. Oh, ah, uh, yes. The people are real. They're mostly slaves. They used to be slaves. The dragons are real. Mm -hmm. Her decisions are final. This Judge and Brady. is Judge Brady. <laughs> I don't know what him theme music is, so it's just Law and Order now. <laughs> Everything is Law and Order. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good where, you know, some guy's like, oh, your dragons roasted my goats. And she's like, oh, I'll pay you three times what they're worth. I'm like, cool, they're going to roast so many more goats, and I'm going to yeah. get so much more insurance scam. Fuck yeah. That was exactly my first thought. Yeah. The guy, like, originally looked so mournful. <gasps> the life of a goat. 
I am going to get so many more lives of the goat. Oh my gosh, it's going to just happen every day. Uh, yeah, but then we've got a pretty interesting bit where one guy who's, you know, Daenerys has come in and grabbed all the old masters and crucified them all, and in doing so has taken some people who didn't necessarily deserve it, and there's this one guy who's like, you know, he was opposed to slavery, even though he did own some, and you've now got him pinned up with a bunch of other people rotting like in the sun, and uh, I do like his line of, you know, I can't forgive the past, but I can uh, ask, you know, plead for this for you as a, a man who loved his son, his father. Fuck, I fucked that up entirely. Keep moving. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good bit. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not that interested in this dude either. Like, I found all of him and Daenerys' yeah, yeah. scenes to be the exact same fucking carbon copy of each other. And yeah, yeah. I just find myself being bored by Daenerys' whole fucking through line in this show. Oh, yeah. There's an old saying, nothing is happening in Braavos. So, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, this was at the beginning of this. It was like, this is when he had potential to be an interesting character because this, from memory, is his first introduction. Like, oh, where's this going to go? I didn't expect to see him again. And then he shows up a bit more. And he's just kind of boring. But yeah. then he's kind of meant to be boring when she decides she's going to marry him and go with the allegiances and allegiances are boring sometimes you don't have your exciting you have your exciting lovers and your boring partners well the interesting scenes where he you know is mostly doing talking with Daenerys to me were the ones where they were talking about you know the politics and the way they were running Mm. the places and especially like with the fight pits and stuff and you know and his conversations with Tyrion as well I don't know just Season four and five stuff has been really, yeah, tedious. Yeah. When he's questioning, you know, her motivations because it's all based on her perspective, and it's like, what if you had a different perspective? You would think of this differently, and it's, mm. that's, you know, okay-ish. It's just, yeah, nothing really becomes of it. I'm pretty sure he gets murdered at some point. I don't remember when. It's yeah. pretty, to be fair, it's pretty safe to say of any character, I'm sure they get murdered at some point. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, a little bit of nudity. We also see uh, Miranda getting off on top of uh, Ramsay Snow. Yep. Um, she doesn't do anything else. She doesn't give us any of that ever so creepy vibes she usually does. So, um, mm, gives Ramsey a big old choke though. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was one of those things that when he appeared in the next scene, you know, with daggers out, blood all over him, like, wait, was this still part of that? Or did you, <laughs> you probably killed some people, but still killed some people all the way. Would not be surprised if that was also anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's a little too superhuman at this point because the ensuing fight scene then it's like, Hard to see what's going on or why he's so good with just two daggers and no shirt compared to these guys with armor and shields. Yeah, I actually got. A, I forgot to say before, um, is this the violence? Did yeah. we ask violence already? Um, technically, I was getting to it next, but violence! This scene. So I was actually kind of disappointed because I yeah. thought you'd get like some real interesting corridor fighting stuff here, but nah. Yeah, and that could have been, that could have helped explain it. You know, these guys are trying to pull out a longsword in the middle of a tight corridor and Ramsey's got his daggers and just takes advantage of that or, yeah. you know, have him fighting dirty or just, you know, something to explain why this guy without a shirt is better than guys in chainmail, you know? Yeah, because it seemed like he stabbed a dude, which assuming would be the, you know, death stab yeah and then yeah he was back to um they were far- anyway i just thought it wasn't that yeah great. Uh, it's like you just get a bunch of you know i don't know plastic toys and you just kind of bump them together and you're like yeah, yeah they're fighting like, i couldn't really tell what was going on in any of the fight scenes i just knew death was happening and that's about it and this isn't one of those so confusing so you try to tra- uh explain uh, represent that com- the confusion of battle to an audience it was just not terribly well shot and yeah it was a tight room, I guess, but, you know, use that, choreograph that, work with what you have and it, to explain with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, would be my take, you know, with all the uh, nothing that I've ever directed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except for audio. Listen to Paul Fury Radio. Anyway, um, I think that was my only bit of violence on this one. Yup. Yeah. 
The rest is all law and order. Do do. Oh yeah, we get a. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, just trying to see if I've got any other bits. Oberon on the small council is kind of funny because he's just sitting there, feet up, being the cool kid, and everyone else is all listening yep. to Tywin. And yep. Um. Man, yeah, we've gone through so much in so little. Jamie um, Skulls seem pretty inconsistent, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, so do Tyrion's, but I've crapped on about that. Yeah. But Jamie Skulls from this and the last episode are fucking not the same. Yeah, nah, they're not. <laughs> anyway, that's my bitching. Yeah, I uh, did want to say there's a bit where Tyrion's are like, well, dragons haven't won a war in 300 years. And I like that as a explanation of how they're so unprepared for when dragons enter the battlefield. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, they didn't even consider it a threat because it was just, oh, it's not even a thing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, yeah. they completely wrecked us in 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but that is all my notes before Law and Order. So let's just get into that. Law and Order. Do-do. Do-do. Um, yeah. He's not, Tyrion is not as disheveled in this one. He's actually still in his nice, you know, clothes and everything. Later on, he's in rags. Mm. I thought it was an interesting contrast. Like, they just took his nice clothes away from him for some reason, I guess. Like, off screen. <laughs> can't have nice things when you're waiting for trial by combat. I guess. <laughs> All right, fine, whatever. You surrender those rights when you... Well, if you call for trial by combat, you can no longer wear nice things. It's like it's in, it's in our constitution for some reason. Pfft, who knows why, but I'll defend it to the death. In a constitution that allows for trial by combat to prove mm. guilt or not guilt. Yeah. Innocent. Yeah. That's the one. Not guilt. Innocence. Whatever. <laughs> um, we get an appearance from Stabface, who uh, I realize now is a much bigger part of this show until he gets stabbed in the face by Arya later. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that on the forward watch. He was just some dude who got stabbed in the face. Uh, Charles Dance, uh, sorry, Tywin Lannister and uh, Jim Jam Lannister have a good little back and forth. Where mm. There's a, like a window of opportunity for Tyrion to survive this, and I like that. It's a moment of, oh, okay, this is, this is where all that kind of backroom scheming makes sense and works out. Yeah, and so, yeah, you as the audience are hoping that Tyrion will just go along with this, which makes the ending that much more surprising. Yeah, because it's all like, okay, this is how he's going to survive and how he's going to continue on and blah, blah, blah. And then Shay walks in and, ah, devastating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because even with the backwards watch, you know, I didn't know that the trial by combat would be Tyrion's call and, you know, way to surprise me in a backwards watch show. Yeah, for sure, because he was... A- when he had the trial by combat, he's like, well, how am I going to do this? I need, I need a champion. Bronze not up to it. No one's really taking his side. He's like, I can do it myself and get cleft in twain immediately. Mm. Um, but no, there's a bit I think we both got a laugh at where, you know, Tywin and Jim Jam are talking and they agree that uh, if Tywin sentences Tyrion to go to the wall for his sentence, then uh, Jim Jam Lannister will become a Lannister again and not a member of the Kingsguard and father yeah. children. And you will father children, you will call them Lannister. And we both got a little chuckle at that, thinking of kids named Lannister Lannister. Well, not just one, but you will have children and they will be named Lannister. It's just <laughs> multiple children, all Lannister. <laughs> all Lannister, all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Lannister. No, not you. Other Lannister. No, Lannister. God, why do we have seven of them? <laughs> Twas father's decree. Seven Lannisters, all named Lannister. Well, that's it. When Tyrion called for trial by combat, Jamie was just, oh, thank fuck. I can call the child um, Ned. For something else. <laughs> oh, damn it. Ned is a person in the show. I yep. was like, what's a very boring non-Game of Thrones name? Tim. There probably is. <laughs> Hello, I'm Tim Lannister. Yeah, Timothy would be out there, surely. All mm. right, fine. Jeff. Jeff Lannister. Yeah. Yeah, I'd also had a fun part where I realized that between the uh, taller Jim Jam Lannister and the shorter, uh, come on, Tyrion, Tyrion. Lannister, there it is. <laughs> Who's sleep deprived now? I'm just stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, between 
Jim Jan and Tyrion Lannister, we basically have super Lannister bros where one's tall, one's short, one's, you know, the, the brains of the operation, one hits <laughs> rot turtles with his head. I don't know. <laughs> this was not a complete metaphor. Damn it, when Jamie was breaking him out, if he said let's it go, oh, I would have <laughs> lost my shit. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for it you know, as we go on. They're both obsessed <laughs> with, like, collecting gold coins and princesses and, you know, it's there. I can work with this, I the- think. <laughs> Just Terry walking into a room. It's a me. <laughs> I can't do a Peter Dinklage accent. No, it's very, it's very bassy and a little bit proper, but sort of not proper. Really, like any preconceived notions I had about, you know, people's height being relative to their vocal oh, yeah. pitch. My God, thrown out entirely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks the, to Dinklage, the resonance on that man. Oh, yeah. delicious. Like, where is his resonance chamber? Is his entire body just hollow? Mm. That's how he does it. I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then we've got. Shay, who's all in, is uh, just like, I was his whore, blah, blah, blah. I do like a bit where Baron von Munchausen is there, and yeah. Shay is all like, because she's got an accent, is like, I was his whore. He's like, sorry, I'm sorry, what were you? His whore. His, his hall? What does that? No, no, his whore. His, his door. I don't. Whore. Whore? Whore? What are you, a pigeon? As a woke person, I was hoping it'd go the other way, where he'd go, his what? Whore? No, his what? Whore. Sex work. Oh, no, he's sex worker. Yes, his <laughs> wokeness does not exist. <laughs> Game of woke. Game of woke. That's a weird joke. <laughs> I mean, I've had uh, Apathy of Thrones where the entire, no one just gives a shit and it's all peaceful because no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, just saying, the right kind of apathy can save the world when people's like, eh, should I invade them? Nah, that sounds hard. I'm going to not do that. It's a series that can go on forever because none of the characters will die. Yeah, they'll just be hanging out. Doing, doing stuff. Except of old age. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually. <laughs> ah, death, you endless killer. Um, yes. Oh, I do like when, um, yeah, Shay's like, I was his horn, and Oberon's like, ooh, geek details, please, girl. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, then Tyrion has his big confession of, I am on trial for being a dwarf, and mm. blah, blah, and it was a good bit, but I didn't have anything to write down about it. It's all just Dinklage delivery. Yeah, no, the, the seethingness of his performance was wonderful. Yeah, where he's clearly just had enough, yeah. and I do really like that. And now he's kind of lost Shay, so he's lost the one thing that he thought was good in this world. Yeah. And yeah, I think seething is the right word for it. He's just like, nope, fuck it, gonna flip this table and all of you off at the same time. <laughs> just went with Dillinger escape plan. <laughs> Dinklage escape plan. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Episode title. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, man, I'm, I'm out of notes. How about you? I'm done. Yeah, I was like, even worried I was talking too much, but now this is this is what I've got on this episode. All right, uh, I keep forgetting fuck watch to try and find something in like <laughs> where someone says fuck in an interesting way ah. with the various accents. We'll keep an eye out for next time. Yeah, well, for next time. Uh, well, before then, we have to ask our final question: How did we get here? Well, apparently, the next episode is called first of his name yeah. so this isn't Daenerys who no. claims the first of her name title the her pronoun mm-hmm. so oh actually didn't a uh, uh, little blonde dickhead yep. call himself first yep. of his name Tommen alright uh, we're gonna see him become king I guess yeah I think that's exactly it yeah no joke answer today sorry I just went the logical route I was yeah. actually really excited to figure that one out to be honest I mean you could still do it anyway uh, 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 first of his name there's gonna be a person named uh a Kent. <laughs> oh yeah so that was the other thing i wanted to uh when they were doing the whole you know speaking with daenerys thing ever since you pointed it out i keep every low valerian that gets spoken i just hear mash mishmash to come bash yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
So thanks for putting that in my head forever. Actually, I did uh, uh, make myself chuckle in the episode by writing tri- trial by Cumbash. <laughs> God damn it, it's permanent now. It's just, it's there forever. Uh, yeah, well, we'll find out on then, then, I guess. Yep. Yeah, sorry this wasn't more exciting, but uh, this is the episode we had to deal with. We get, we give you what we get given. Oh my God, I need to go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. I can, it's almost like, you know, hearing a, a battery-operated toy slowly wind down. <laughs> so, and until next time, I've been your ghost. Mm-hmm. Elliot, I think you just, just get it. Goodbye! And I've been BT Calloway, and for now, I'll watch his interview.